times it almost sounds like we're beginning to build a millennial mecca here, where, where you can get to things easy but still have access to the rest of the world almost instantly. Welcome to episode 367 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. I'm Lisa Gonzalez. We've been following Clarksville, Arkansas for a few years now. They started by developing a fiber network to use SCADA to improve utilities efficiencies. Now they're on their way to a citywide fiber-to-the-home network. This week, Christopher talks with John Lester from Clarksville Connected Utilities and Brian Isley, a local business owner who leads the Clarksville Chamber of Commerce. They discuss the road Clarksville has traveled toward their decision to deploy fiber to the home and some of the data points that encourage them to press forward. John talks about some of the unique choices Clarksville has made when designing their network to ensure its public purpose. Brian offers the perspective shared by Clarksville's business and residential sector. We also get to hear some of the specific examples of how the network has boosted economic development and some of the other ways Clarksville Connected Utilities is embracing the future. There was a little bit of a glitch in recording John's audio, so bear with us. The quality isn't as good as it usually is. Now here's Chris with John Lester from Clarksville Connected Utilities and Brian Isley, an independent business owner and leader of the local Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to another episode of the Community Broadband Bits Podcast. I'm Chris Mitchell with the Institute for Local Self-Reliance in Minneapolis. And today I'm speaking with John Lester, the General Manager of Clarksville Connected Utilities. Welcome back to the show, John. Thanks for having me back. And we're also hearing from Brian Isley, who is the President and CEO of the Clarksville Chamber of Commerce, uh, which is the economic development organization there in Clarksville, Arkansas. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. And so, John, I think we had you on before when you were with Chanute back in uh, another lifetime when we were doing this podcast back in the day. Um, you've since gone on to do great things in Clarksville, Arkansas. Tell us a little bit about Clarksville. Yes, you're correct. I, I did do a podcast when I was in uh, Chanute, Kansas, when I was a city manager. I've been in uh, Clarksville since July of 2013. Clarksville is a community very similar in size to Chinook, the population just under 10,000. So therefore, it's a rural community. It's in the northwest corner of Arkansas. Some of the perceptions related to the geography in Arkansas might be flat delta area. However, we're on the southern end of the Ozark Mountains. So it is a very beautiful, very outdoorsy, very scenic uh, area that, that we live in. Very rural in nature. Uh, our utility has about 4,500 uh, customers, uh, a sizable industrial load, and uh, I think that it's been consistently growing as far as population over the last 20, 30 years as opposed to some other rural communities. So, John, what have you been doing uh, as uh, the, the uh, general manager of the Connected Utilities there in Clarksville? Oh, life has been busy. Uh, about four or five years ago, we started the process of uh, standing up a network, and I believe uh, uh, it was primarily for SCADA purposes. And at that time, we looked at oversizing the core, which is a 17-mile, 288-strand core, um, to be able to provide additional services on that. So we provisioned the SCADA network. Um, almost immediately after the fiber network was built, and then we layered in our business network. And then uh, we had a very public process related to what other uses we might have long-term related to the network with all the extra capacity that we had. And we had a 
some ad hoc folks that were in the IT arena within Clarksville participate, and they set out uh, different layers of where they felt the preferences were. They wanted us to really focus on being able to serve the local anchor institutions, being local library, the hospital. Uh, we have a liberal arts college, University of the Ozarks in town, the school district, the city, and the county. So that was the top priority on services. And then after that, it was uh, you know help uh, business and economic development by making some type of service available to that customer market. And then uh, last, but certainly not least, was the potential of residential. After we just determine what those steps were and what those priorities were, we engaged in a telecom engineering company, and they put together a fiber-to-the-home uh, master plan for us from a design perspective. They also provided what the were uh, most recent uh, construction-related costs might be to build that network. We took those uh, dollars and we passed that to a completely independent third-party financial consultant. I think it's a financial consultant that uh, many uh, in this forum know pretty well, uh, Doug Dawson with CDG Consulting or CCG Consulting. Uh, so he did the business case, and the business case was promising enough that we decided to take those next steps. So we did two statistically valid telephone surveys. The uh, desire for the community across all market segments was high enough that uh, actually was very, very encouraging. Um, it was amazing. Some of the results of the survey, here's one example. If you had the choice of uh, getting service that was at the same speed and same price, but you could buy from a local provider, what would be your likelihood to switch? 60% of those surveyed said they would switch just to be able to do business with a local provider. That was the strong enough emphasis to take those next steps to move forward with building a fiber to the home uh, business network. Uh, we've issued uh, revenue bonds, which is the first step um, uh, for any municipality in Arkansas to take that uh, action. And we are now in the process of finalizing a uh, construction manager and all the electronics and Beginning within the next three or four weeks, we intend to be building a fiber-to-the-home network in Clarksville, Arkansas. So we've had a few things going on. Yes, it sounds like you've been very busy. <laughs> um, Brian, I'd like, to, I'd like to bring you in to talk about the perspective from the, the Chamber of Commerce, where you, know, you also work on economic development. Um, what, what's been important to you as these different plans were being laid out before they even started? Well, uh, just a little quick background about me. Um, I came on in August, and my wife and I actually have a small business here in Johnson County, so we're not in Clarksville per se. And I've, I've always been involved with the chamber, so I always had an idea of kind of what, what was going on. But um, honestly, when I was considering um, coming and, and working at the chamber, uh, one of the first things I did was, was meet with John Lester, um, just because, you know, let's be honest, whatever John says goes. So I want to make a good first impression with him. But um, honestly, that was kind of the selling point. I went and did the uh, what, we've, what we've termed the Clarksville 101. I did the uh, utility tour with him, and I was blown away with the, you know, the SCADA network that he built um, and, and how he's, how he's uh, capitalized on that investment and turned around. And, you know, now he's hooking up uh, – 
you know, John says 18, 24, I said 12 to 18 months out from having all the homes and businesses in uh, Clarksville hooked up to ultra high speed uh, broadband internet. So um, that right there was the hook. I was, I was sold after that. I really see, you know, with that kind of investment in Clarksville um, and those kind of positive um, changes, you know, we're on the up and up and I just, I just, wanted to be a part of that. So that being said, I mean, we're, we're having more and more conversations about businesses uh, wanting to uh, do business in Clarksville. So it's great. It looks like you have uh, about 10,000 people there, and it seems like it's a, it's a growing population. Um, so why was the, the fiber optics uh, you know, so important to local businesses? When when the uh, co-ops were building the electric the electric utility in, in rural U- United States, I mean that's the equivalent nowadays. You know, it's the railroad of the 19th century. I mean, this is this is the utility of the future. It's what people are going to need to be able to do work going forward. Um, companies are going to need it. Businesses are going to need it. Um, education is going to need it. I mean, but that being said, I mean, Arkansas in general. Is, is a great place to do business. So, you know, I think things are just on the up and up as a whole with the, with the local initiatives, investment in the renewable energy um, and the high-speed Internet, as long as, like, the corporate tax reform that uh, the Arkansas legislature just passed, um, some of the pro-business initiatives that Arkansas is doing, um, just the general um, low cost of doing business, the River Valley is, is really primed for some growth and and Clarksville's in an excellent position for that. John, did you want to add on to that at all? Yes, I think Brian hit something that's really key in that this network isn't just about faster internet or being, you know, have more streaming video opportunities. He's really talking about education and training and public safety and uh, health care. And, and we did something unique in this core that, uh, I was mentioning before in that we specifically set out buffer tubes of 12 fibers in each tube for public purposes. And one such example, and it's actually our first paying customer, is in the purple tube, uh, the school district now has a dedicated pair around the entire 17-mile ring topology where they're transporting between their buildings, and I believe there are 11 of them, and that doesn't include our knock, at 10 gigs around that ring. And then we provide their backup outside world Internet connection from the state-provided solution. And when we built this network, one of the things that's also going to make it unique and the thing that we're going to provide a little value added for the anchor institutions is the building where our network operations center, our NOC, is located has a small vault in it because it used to be a machine shop and they used to protect their valuable papers. Well, Clarksville, Arkansas, and Clarksville Connected has a mini cloud opportunity. So we're giving the anchor institutions the opportunity to be on net with dedicated fiber and then use that vault for disaster recovery or backup electronics. That is a very unique position for Clarksville and, and us to be in to offer uh, those local anchor institutions. 
Um, Brian, I wanted to ask you about a specific example that my colleague Lisa wrote about in November of 2017, which was a local company, Monroe Shoes, that uh, was able to expand because of the network. you want to tell me about what happened there? Well, that was a little bit before my time, but my understanding was um, Monroe was looking to consolidate some of their, um, you know, some of their production. Uh, they were hem hauling on on whether they would do it at Clarksville at their facility or um, at, at somewhere else. Um, and so, with the Clarksville Connected Utilities, uh, they set out and did an energy audit, um, and you know they identified some of the opportunities to, you know, cut down on overhead costs. Um, and, you know, of course, with the, the high-speed internet, that was just a, a bonus. So um, that really made up their mind because, and, and I talked to Molly Monroe um, regularly, she's just, that's a huge plus is John Lester and Clarksville Connected and how she can pick up the phone and, and have the access to the local utility company and get the, res- the quick response if, if she's needing something done. And, uh, and not just that, but, but Molly and, and her dad, Don, and Don Monroe, he's a Hall of Fame business guy for Arkansas. They are continually impressed with uh, the workforce here in Clarksville. I mean, that was, that was the other huge factor um, in, in why they moved all their production to Clarksville. The other little element, some of the equipment that they were locating back into Clarksville uh, needed that connectivity. You know, we all talk about the Internet of Things. This is a typical example of that piece of equipment needed to be able to receive data over the Internet down to the piece of equipment to be able to produce efficiently. So, therefore, that's why we made the step of being able to provide them with some bandwidth for free uh, in return for their um, moving the equipment and the jobs to Clarksville. One of the things that just hearing you discussing that uh, makes me want to bring back up was something that you said earlier, John, about uh, local surveys saying that that people wanted to switch because they wanted a local provider as opposed to just, for instance, lower cost. Um, that, that seems something, not something we see everywhere. The survey company that we used, um, uh, SDS out of Utah, have done quite a few surveys for public power. Uh, entities that have been interested in providing broadband, and they said that some of the data that they saw unique to Clarksville surprised them compared to other municipalities. Um, one one additional example was they often felt that the satisfaction level with some of those public power systems was very strong on the electric side, but they couldn't perceive or didn't have a strong desire for that entity to also provide broadband, we did not see that in our survey. We saw a very strong desire for us to provide those uh, local services, which they were very impressed by and very pleasing for us, obviously. Well, and I would presume that that then led into your decision not to do a partnership, which I, I believe you at least considered, and to offer the internet access directly through the utility. That is correct. We looked at a number of different models, a wholesale model where we would provide the transport with another retailer, and uh, that was really what probably tipped it over the edge, other than the the financials became a little bit more complicated when you tried to build that model. The other interesting thing that the survey really uh, brought forth is... uh, Obviously, you've, you've heard this in this forum, more and more customers are cutting the cord related to cable TV. 
we found that even though there were a substantial number of customers that still subscribed to a traditional uh, linear uh, TV uh, offering, many of them had already cut the cord off of the cable company and was using um, um, a dish-type network anyway. And, and that was another reason why we made the ultimate decision uh, when it came to selling services to not provide a traditional cable TV offering. We are going to help educate and encourage people on how to stream their video services. And we think that that's where a substantial savings would be in store for our local area. I'm curious about the reaction of local businesses because, Brian, it seems to me that many local businesses can probably already have service for themselves. Uh, does going to providing residential service, uh, is that something that local businesses are excited about or the chamber thinks will, will add something to the business climate? Well, absolutely. Again, going back to the narrative for Arkansas, if you look at the River Valley and what John was talking earlier, nestled between the Washita and the Ozark Mountains, right along the Arkansas River, uh, we've got a cost of living that's extremely cheap compared to a lot of densely populated areas in the United States. And I'm a prime example. I'm from the East Coast. I met my wife, who's from Johnson County up in Washington, D.C. And, you know, I came out here to Arkansas to meet her parents and to, to see what I was getting into. And uh, let me just say they have a shooting range off their back porch. I was really blown away by the, the quality of life here. And some of my retirement goals that I had at a young age in my young 20s, you know, I've already attained. I, I'm, I've got cattle. I, I live on, you know, 40 acres. I have a house. I have a second home. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And so with that being said, if we were to market that to some of these other, you know, where, where your rent, you can't even afford to buy property because your rent is so, so high and you can't afford the taxes and the mortgage and the interest associated with those. You know, if we market those San Francisco's, or those New York's, or those, you know, metropolitan areas, then um, because the, the remote workforce is becoming such a, a thing now, people can come here and they can live and they can, uh, they can access the uh, information highway because they're going to have a fiber optic uh, portal on the side of their homes, and uh, they can get as much. I mean, it's an all-you-can-eat, as fast as you can eat it, for as long as you can eat it, um, Internet service. There's something to be said for that. You know, I think, I think that'll be the next kind of revolution, is people getting away from the, the hour commutes uh, on, a, on, a, on a metro bus, you know, getting on a subway, and then having to fight traffic to get home for dinner or to get to work early in the morning. I mean, people eat up so much more of their day uh, commuting in some of these bigger areas that, you know, I like to make a joke. Um, people say, hey, Brian, I need you to be here right now. And I say, I'll be there in five minutes because that's all it takes for me to get somewhere <laughs> in Clarksville, Arkansas. So, uh, you know, with that said, I just I think there's a, an extreme value to the quality of life here that, um, that you just can't find anywhere and, uh, and so, yeah, the, the connectivity that, that John has, um, you know, brought to Clarksville, uh, I think will pay huge dividends later on. So, I mean, that's kind of the residential side. And now on the business side, I mean, uh, if I can get some of these mom and pops to switch over their POS systems to, you know, they've got these uh, really high-speed Internet 
modems in their business now. It's like, guys, get a, get a square, get a clover or something, and, uh, you know, let's speed up your register a little bit. But, you know, those are some of the, the educational pieces that, that John and I will be working on going forward. But, uh, yeah, no, we're really excited. It's going to be good for business. It's going to be good to attract a new workforce and to, to bring some of those kind of software jobs, hopefully bring them here. John, I'm I'm curious if you can you can build on that a little bit, but also I'm curious. My impression is is that you, and I don't know where your utilities mandate is, but um, from some of the reading, it sounded like you'd be going outside of the the city limits a little bit too. I, I do want to tag on what Brian mentioned first because it almost sounds like we're beginning to build a millennial mecca here, where, where you can come and enjoy life and and get thing get the things easy, but still have access to the rest of the world almost instantly. Got to get that avocado toast in Main Street uh, diners. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And if you have to fly to corporate, we're, you know, an hour and a half from Little Rock or an hour from uh, Fort Smith. Not, OKC is not too far. But, yeah, I, I think that, you know, we're getting in a position to do a lot of those things. And uh, another thing that we've been doing recently, it's not directly related to uh, the fiber network, is we've also been more proactive than many other municipal utilities related to renewable energy. Uh, we have built a 5-megawatt uh, access tracker uh, solar power plant, and, you know, that adds to the unique uh, interest of Clarksville. We're getting ready to do another one. We're going to be able to say part of today's world is differentiating your rural community compared to the rest of the world. So we're going to be able to say not only can we deliver this world-class uh, network that, you know, can help business or homeowners or help millennials work from home, but uh, we're going to be the first city in Arkansas who all of our internal energy needs are going to be met with solar power or renewable energy. So we're, we're trying to do things to differentiate, to try to market our community because it's really a wonderful place. Well, and tell me more about where you're going to be um, moving just outside of your community to offer service as well. What we're going to do is we are looking at the possibility of providing a wireless service to areas outside of the radius of Clarksville. So in the bond issue, we have a certain amount of dollars set aside trying to target towards getting at least some service to people in those rural communities uh, northeast, south, and west of us that have practically nothing except for um, satellite internet. And we know just how wonderful satellite internet is in today's streaming world of Netflix. So, yes, we, we do have a plan for that. There might be a possibility that some of the neighborhoods just outside of the city limits that we can get to will build fiber direct to those. But, you know, the top priority now is to build uh, in the city limits, but there is a longer-term plan in mind. Are there any other things that you should tell me about? We've got a low cost of living and a low cost of doing business. <laughs> you know, I I can I can vouch for that. I have a relative who moved to Northwest Arkansas. He actually picked Barrowville, and so he's he's quite enjoyed it. I visited him a number of times. It's wonderful. Um, you know, I like my winters a little bit more. I like my summers a little less sticky. But there's a ton you have going for yourselves up there. <laughs> it's really very beautiful and scenic where we are. Thank you both for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you. Thanks for letting us share the good things going on in Clarksville, Johnson County. Absolutely. That was Christopher speaking with John Lester, General Manager of Clarksville Connected Utilities in Clarksville, Arkansas, and Brian Isley, President and CEO of Clarksville Chamber of Commerce. 
To learn more about Clarksville's fiber network, be sure to check out muninetworks.org for our stories on the project. We have transcripts for this and other podcasts available from muninetworks.org slash broadbandbits. Email us at podcast at muninetworks.org with your ideas for the show. Follow Chris on Twitter. His handle is at communitynets. Follow muninetworks.org stories on Twitter. The handle is at muninetworks. Subscribe to this podcast and the other podcasts from ILSR, Building Local Power, and the Local Energy Rules Podcast. You can access them wherever you get your podcasts. You can catch the latest important research from all of our initiatives if you subscribe to our monthly newsletter at ILSR.org. While you're there, please take a moment to donate. Your support in any amount helps keep us going. Thank you to Arnie Hughesby for the song Warm Duck Shuffle licensed through Creative Commons. And thank you for listening to episode 367 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. <laughs>